Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Logan. Thank you so much for tuning back in to Tea Time Reports. Today we're going to be covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers post week 14 going into week 15 of the 2023 NFL regular season. The Buccaneers are right now first in their division. So there's a lot of hope for them to kind of maybe go on a little tear here. Maybe win a playoff game with Baker and maybe he gets another contract. Who knows? But um, I think that's the least of this team's worries right now. They just want to be in contention. And when you look at the landscape of the NFL, this team's not built for a Super Bowl. It's just not. It's just the reality of it. But they could genuinely be a scary team to play if they really wanted to be. That defense has a lot of veteran players on it that can make plays when they really fucking want to and when things are clicking. But uh, you got to take a look at some of the weapons they've had on offense for all these years, like Mike Evans with his 10th consecutive 1,000-yard season already. So (laughs) that's already insane to me. But Logan, based on what you've seen out of the Bucs and based on some of these numbers we have in front of us here, what are your thoughts on this team and their season at this juncture? Um, <clears throat> first I want to start with is Antoine Winfield. I think he's an all-pro this year. Um, what we've seen from him is play from, he looks like the best safety in the NFL. Uh, he's not one, he's two, he's not two, he's for sure top three. Yeah. Um, I think he's a cornerstone piece for them. I remember I wanted the Giants to draft him in that draft. We got Xavier McKinney instead. It was not bad for us, but I think I would have preferred Antoine Winfield at this juncture in time. Um, but you, you just see him week in and week out, PBUs, fumbles, just amazing tackles in the open field, whatever. Tackles for loss, blitzes, whatever. He's just all over the field, always. He's, you always got to look for number 31, right? 31, I think he is. Yeah, 31. Yeah. Um, he's just, just something else. And, of course, Mike Evans, you already mentioned, 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons. Um Baker playing some solid ball, and even Rashad White, you know, a guy who's, I still don't think he should be a primary three-down back, but in the role he's been he's been given, he's not playing bad. So he, he has 745 yards this, um, so far this year, it's now post-week 14, I believe, yep. yeah. So he, he has a good chance to go over 1,000. Um, Five touchdowns. Yes, I mean, he's a great, he's one of the best receiving backs in the NFL, honestly. And he's um, only fumbled once. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's definitely a solid player for them, he doesn't get, he stays healthy as well, um. So something else, something else you don't have to worry about with him. Um, but I think they definitely should draft another running back to complement him and then have an even better running back room. They um, need a boost in the rush attack they do, for sure. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin, he hasn't been playing too well this year. I know his wife was blowing up on Twitter about how he's not being used, but we saw this game against the Panthers, right? Or uh, the Falcons. Falcons, yeah. yeah. Um, he had multiple targets, multiple chances, and he just he wasn't delivering. He, he wasn't. A couple drops and just didn't look in sync with Baker mm. at all. And on the other hand... Honestly, this whole year he hasn't looked in sync with Baker. And like, and like you said, he had multiple chances. But on the other hand, they were taking looks away from Mike Evans, who was open on a lot of those like plays. Catch just... Yeah, I mean, and it's like, that's your... I mean, they won the game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They are now first in the division. They overtook the Falcons. They were now tied with the Saints in that division. But in general, like... Chris Godwin has had a very disappointing year. He only has one touchdown. He's averaging 11.4 yards a catch. That's good, but 96 targets, only 58 receptions off those. So he's there's a lot of miscues there. And And the one thing I've noticed as I look at this right now, you look at Mike Evans on 62 catches has 1,000 yards, and Chris Godwin on 58 has 659. Mike Evans is averaging five more yards per um, per catch than Chris Godwin. And 
five more yards. And he had, and Mike Evans has ten touchdowns. Ten touchdowns to one. And seventeen big plays to eight. And obviously, you have to watch the games to like stats. You can look at stats all day, and just you you can't tell the vibe of the games, like how things are going. But even if you're watching, you you can tell Chris Godwin is taking a step back this year. I, I agree, and I think maybe it was that injury. Um, I think so. That you know, a year and a half ago now, ACL, right? It was ACL. He was out for nearly a whole year, yeah. and I think that took him a step back. But um, he wasn't the same after that. No, no. even last year he was good. He was definitely like still a good receiver, but because it's, it's Tom Brady throwing the ball exactly. You know, so he he's definitely has athletically at least taken a step back. He's still a professional, you know. He's I still choose him over any receiver on the Giants. You know, I don't know. Wando had a pretty good game tonight. We'll get into that into, the, into another episode, but uh, I mean, I, I don't know. He's definitely for sure taking a step back. And other than that, the Bucks really don't have besides Ev- Evans and Godwin and Rashad White at the backfield. They have, really have no other weapons. They don't. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey Palmer has actually been decent. He's, okay he's for a rookie. He's yeah. a rookie. You know, he's, he's providing. Kate Dodden as a tight end. I mean. 364 yards, four touchdowns, had the game winner against the Falcons, but he's more of a blocker. Exactly, he's not. Know? He's not a tight end one. No, she no. shouldn't have 40 catches on the year. No, but he, he, you know, in some moments he has showed up. I actually was going to bring yeah. up his name. You talk about that game winner, but there's some moments where it's like, damn, he can actually. He can be play. A, no, he, he can absolutely play. He's a pro. He's a pro for sure. He's like a sure-handed safety valve. I feel like the mm-hmm. Bucks sh- should utilize him like the Lions did. He would be Brock a good compliment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You go get a guy in the first two a rounds. A primary pass catcher. A Dalton Kincaid, a, a, a Noah Fant even, a guy like that. Yeah, and then use Kate Otten as a blocker and a safety valve type mm-hmm. guy. And like how the Giants, they had Dr. Bellinger, who was kind of similar to Kate Otten, and they brought in Darren Waller. Exactly. Which, I mean, we saw how that's working out with Darren Waller, but, but you saw what, the point. You the saw the formula. It's the formula, you know? That recipe is obviously working. Look mm-hmm. at, obviously, the Lions, the Bills. I mean, there's so many combo tight end sets that, you know, they may not pop off the page or pop in the top tens, but, like, production-wise, it works. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have two tight ends that do two things two specialize and, and work off each other. I mean, that's what the Steelers were trying to do with Fairmouth and, and Washington, I feel like. But, you know, Washington had a good catch the other day, but they just looked abysmal on offense. We'll get into that in the recap on YouTube. Make sure you guys check that out on our YouTube channel. But one other thing I definitely want to talk about is you know, before we move on to the defensive side of the ball, is we didn't really go in depth on Baker Mayfield's mm-hmm. performance on the year, um, completing just over sixty percent of his passes, which is not that good. Um, not 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 even at that sixty three percent range, which good is like sixty five, sixty six. Above that's elite, in my opinion, uh, especially in this day and age of the NFL where mm-hmm. defenses are like this. But almost three thousand yards. Uh, a long pass of 75, 20 touchdowns, 8 picks. He's been sacked. Solid. Yeah, no, he's having a good year. Might even get a Pro Bowl alternate nod. Yeah. Um, but I just think that there's been moments where, like, he, in, on paper, is one of the best third-down quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league. But you see his limitations. Yeah. You see where he can't squeeze the ball, and you see his arm strength, lim- like, limits. And um, he, he actually hasn't been, like, careless. He's at, I was, was going to say, he's actually been... Pretty efficient this year, yeah. I'd say. Conservative, at least, yeah. not trying to throw in a triple coverage like you saw I mean, with the eight, Browns. Eight picks in, in week 14, hey, that's that's solid. damn good. Yeah. No, it is. It's not bad. And it, honestly, we also have to credit the O-line. He's only, I mean, he's only been sacked 28 times. But that's in, like, if you're in the mid-range of that, I feel like you have a decent O-line. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, like, fucking Derek Carr right now. And, or, you know, he, he avoids getting sacked pretty well, too. Like, he, he gets out of the pocket, he makes off-platform throws. Even if it's the throwaway, it's still, you know, it's still solid. You know, he's not getting sacked, so. And we've seen him kind of make a lot 
of like those kind of scramble plays this mm-hmm. year and I feel like that's a different element to his game we haven't seen I know it's not much of a threat but at least it adds an element to the offense like okay he can get it's out and versatility get, he can yeah. go and get two yards of the plays broken keep the defense know? on edge and it's nice and he has that cockiness to him that swagger and I feel like the whole offense is trying to play like that because um, they have to mold to the quarterback you have to you have to kind of build around him and kind of get that chemistry right and they're not playing the prettiest ball but I will say this: that Falcons game in Week uh, 14, and we just I, I just watched that entire game this past weekend, and it was one of the most entertaining games I've watched this year. That was very fun to watch. There was a lot of mistakes on both sides of the ball. Defenses were making good plays, but the Bucks, man, they really persevered through mm-hmm. adversity, through a rough first half, and just showed what they can do. Like these Falcons, they weren't they weren't giving them any any slack. No, the Bucks had to work for everything. They Every, did. The, the Falcons' defense is really good. It's actually good, bro. It's just Desmond Ritter. He, I will say up and this, down moments, up and down moments. But every time he had a down, he redeemed yeah, himself. He did have right a solid after. game. Yeah, he did. And you know, when you have a guy playing like that, trying to play backyard ball out there, and he's been balling all game, you got to shut him down in the crucial moment. And the defense did, and the offense capitalized in the end of the game. And we saw that last drive. And Baker Mayfield is the captain. He's not. Not. I don't know if he's the captain, but he's the reason mm-hmm. he took helm and. They won the game, and now they're number one in their division. Um, and honestly, after week five, week six, I would not have been thinking that about this no, team. not at all. Um, but let's get into the defensive side of the ball for the Buccaneers. It's been, uh, it's had its ups and downs as a collective group, in my opinion. I think coverage-wise, it's been one of the worst in the league, especially before the past two weeks. The past two weeks, they've been playing really, really sound ball, at least to the best of their ability. But... Guys like um, Neil and McCollum and Izian even, I know he's had his welcome to the NFL moments a couple of times. Um, Carlton Davis even, he's had a rough fucking year, bro. Secondary's been rough for them. Besides like, Winfield. Besides Winfield, the secondary's had its up and downs, for sure. Obviously, we can rely on the front four. They're always going to be a gritty group with Vita Vea and... Shaq Barrett. Eh, yeah. He's kind of trending downwards this year as well. But, but I feel like Kalijah Kansi was a good pick. He's a good first-round pick for them, yeah. Yaya Diaby is also a very nice addition to the defense. He's a good rookie. I think he's going to be something for this defense. I, I think, you know, if you're a Bucks fan, look out for him, bro. Like, he's he had a couple, he had a good game like two weeks ago. He had like two TFLs, like like three solo tackles. He was actually playing some good ball. Yeah, but, I'm looking at this team, like this, these sack numbers, and Antoine Winfield has four sacks. Yeah, Sha- Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon both have four sacks. <laughs> How does your safety have the same amount of sacks as your edge, your two edge rushers? And I will say Sucking this: enough juice out of them. No, they're not getting production out of enough of their players on defense. But I mean, you go into their like their main problem. I'm looking at here is bro, they have no depth. No, they have on both sides of the ball really. Like they have no depth. At linebacker, there's nothing behind their veterans that need fucking time off. Like, bro, like when you look at some of the successful teams in the NFL, like the Niners, the, the Eagles, Cowboys. the Cowboys, they have an alternate group that can come in and just compete at the same level as their starters. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not as flashy, but production-wise, yes. And the scheme, scheme is played to correct, like scheme is played correctly. So, and I, I can't, sh- you know, shit on Todd. Like the Rocky start, the Rocky start. I'm gonna shit on Todd Bowles. But as of late, he's been, you know, kind of pulling his shit together. If he has a better group next year, I- I'm actually, you know, I- I'm going to be the first probably to say this. Maybe give him a chance for continuity with Baker, bro. <laughs> just give him one more year. Maybe. You know, just one, like, if it goes bad, like, what's the, what, what's the worst that could happen, bro? This division is shit. 
they're probably going to compete next year with the worst team even. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the drop-off. The, the Panthers suck. Yeah. You know, the Saints are eh. The Bucks they're are better saying, than the Saints. Yeah. The Bucks are. Baker's a better quarterback than Derek Carr I right now. They're better than the Falcons, too. I are a little bit younger, but... I agree with that based on this last game, but I think that that is neck and... Like, that's going to yeah. come down to it. It's and done, too. It, it really will. And it, honestly, they might both get it, you know, based on how it's looking. It's crazy to think about that. But I think if the Bucks get into the playoffs, they're going to be a, a rough matchup for anyone in the wild card, but I think, you know, in that second half, they'll probably yeah. die down, and, and it might just be pulled away. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. But I, I think, you know... You can't ever count this team out because, like... They're gritty. They're gritty. They got, they got veterans that won the Super Bowl. You have Super Bowl ring-wearing champions, but you also have, you know, despite what people think about Todd Bowles, he's a gritty guy, defensive-minded he's dude. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been around so many different offenses. He used, like, he used to play in the NFL, didn't he? In corner. I don't want to say yes to that. that. Look right that up now. real quick, but I'm pretty sure he did. I'm, I know he was a DC for a long time, then the head coach of the Jets, and then... You know, kind of was absent for a little while after those Rocky Fitzpatrick years. That yeah, he was a starter year. on the 1987 Redskins scene that won the Super Bowl. Okay. Sick. So, I mean, that's actually cool. He's a player coach. Yeah, I thought so. That, that, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, defensive back. Yeah. It I makes sense. So. It, it does. And Oh, shit. Uh, Titans <laughs> Titans beat the Dolphins. <laughs> Live reaction here. Yeah, we, we kind of like turned that one off because like, okay, well, there's like five minutes left. The Dolphins are up, but the Titans just beat them. So... We'll, oh, shit. we'll definitely get into that in the recap, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I will say this. There's this this year, and we can touch up on this real quick, Logs, but has been so weird. Yeah. So many good teams, or quote-unquote good teams, have been exposed this past weekend, especially the Chiefs, the Lions, the Eagles, now the now the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. And even even the Ravens had, had a little trouble there. They had to come down with a miracle, which was a great play. But Chargers. The Chargers. They suck anyway. But. It's, it's a very... The, the Bills are struggling to stay alive Jags, in the playoffs. The Jags. But it's, it's weird because I think this is a perfect time for a team, oddly enough, like the Bucks to... Make a run. Sleeping, yeah. To like, is that outlandish, or or what are your thoughts on that? I mean, anything is possible, but I I think, like you said earlier, I think the Bucks will be a punching bag for whatever team they play in in the wild card. I mean, you you said it bluntly there, but yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think that there will be teams with the same record as the Bucks that will put up more of a fight in the playoffs. Yeah, probably like the Vikings or the Rams. The Rams have a way different, like more difficult schedule, and they're also in obviously a more competitive division. But you can kind of compare their two situations at this point. Like they're kind of trying to save their seasons at the same time, um, both playing good ball on both sides, uh, you know, of the ball. And I think that you can compare this season to the Rams. Obviously, the Rams are way more flashy, but and probably just a better, better a team, better I'd coach say. team, better team, better where, quarterback. Yeah, everything's better. But you know, when you look at it in a sense, at like their same records, record. yeah, the same record, and honestly, the time that they're getting alive in December, the most important month of football. If you are stuttering now, you are looking sus in playoff time. I'm sorry, that's how it is. That's the NFL it's trends. Yeah, it's it's the it's especially you know, I'm not saying the Bucks are going to be a threat in the playoffs, but like I said, like there could be a team you with that. With the, you never know, but there could be a team that's built like this with the same kind of depth and issues on the roster that do come in or think, and shock a team. I think the Cowboys come in thinking, oh, we, we got this team. This is easy This is easy work, easy money, and they come in and get hit in the mouth. I mean, but, I, I don't think so because I think Dallas probably be at home. Yeah. But yeah, you never know. I mean, there's 
it's weird because I, 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 there was a weird stat that the Bucks were like, they had a winning record on the road, even through really? that losing streak. Like even like they went to San Fran and got, you know, <laughs> you know that you know that bent over backwards. Yes, but I mean honestly, the Bucks have been a little bit of like of a surprise like as of late, and I thought that this was a perfect time to kind of talk about them in general. And then but you even come back to it in, in a couple of weeks and see you know if they do make the playoffs. Some of our matchup is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they could be playing like maybe the Lions the or Eagles. Eagles, but they might sneak in as a seventh seed. Well they actually they're winning their division. They're it's automatically gonna seed, yeah. they're gonna be fourth. Love but, a home game. Oh my god. And, and probably against Philly too, as right as is if it ended right now they'd be playing they'd be playing Philly. And honestly I think Yeah. It's gonna be interesting because it won't be hot in Florida, so the home field advantage not really an effect, but the crowd, if they show up, that that's going to play an effect. Philly does travel well, though. That's one thing I noticed is that there's a lot of Eagles fans down here. There, There is. There's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot of Philly people down here. Damn it. But you never know, man. Yeah. Hey, home field is different. You never want to just take that lightly. But some of the other notations I have on just the Bucks as of late that I, I've been writing down, the O-line has been it's been decent. Like, Fair. I, yeah. it's, it's not... Forbes is still elite. Yeah, he's still definitely elite, but I feel like it's actually been kind of playing like the Houston Texans O-line. It's not been great, but... Sure, they string things together. They string it together, but like they've had a rotation of guys go in at different spots all year based on injury and just inconsistency. And they're, they've been put, putting together good combos, and you know, you said Rashad White. He's been having a decent year, and you got to give credit to the O-line for sure. Um... But behind Rashad White, our rush attack is lousy. You know, and even Rashad White last year with Tom Brady, our rush attack sucked with Leonard Fournette. So, like, maybe this is a step in the right to set, right direction for Rashad White. But, I, like you said, draft a running back or get a guy in there to, you know, kind of mend off of, like, they can have a duo set up. And it, it would definitely work well with Baker. It would alleviate so much more stress off the quarterback position. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, you know, before the past two weeks, I wrote down the defense has been struggling, but it's been playing gritty, at least up front. Our linebackers have been giving it their all, but when our corners are getting annihilated, it, it's, it's it's tough, especially with the quick pass game now, bro. It's it's so surgical, and if you have a Brock Purdy to a fucking Sam Darnold and your guys are getting cooked out there, it's, it's not going to go your way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our coverage definitely has had issues this year, whatever our scheme is doing. But I will, I do also want to say a name real quick, Dave Canales, a guy that, you know, if Todd Bowles doesn't work out, I want to see him step up. What, what's the, what's the problem with that? You know, I know like we don't have the, the, the sample size with the bucks that you want, but in his first year in the system with what he has, he's he's actually, he's, he's actually done fairly well. I think that's an underwhelming story that no one's really talking about. He's actually been doing well for Baker Mayfield. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the Bucks maybe promote see him from within. Continuity, yeah. yeah, like I don't, I don't know if uh, that's the thing. Is I don't think he's a head coach, like yet at least. Yeah, he's young. And, he's and young. I already know if Bulls is fired, that that coach is going to bring in their own OC. You already know. Yeah. So it just it sucks. It sucks. It's a weird. It's a weird uh, position to be in. But I think if Bulls makes the playoffs, maybe give them another season, like you were saying before. I, I don't know. But I, I think that, that it is another season of just mid. Like, I don't know. Then if it is, then hell, if you fire Bulls mid-season next year, maybe Canales, Canales steps up as interim and he so actually happens, delivers yeah. a little bit. I, I have hope for him. I would like to see him take helm of a system a little more. 
because I feel like some of the play calling on defense is what's really hurting this team. Especially, the offense has been doing decent. I mean, the numbers don't scream off the paper there, but our playmakers make plays. Mike Evans is a dog. If we went to him more often than not, his numbers would be way more inflated than they are right now. 109 targets, 62 catches, 16.5 average per catch. He's how old now? 30, 30, 30? Yeah, bro. Like, He's averaging 78.5 yards a game. Yeah, that's nuts. He's leading the team. He hasn't fumbled. He hasn't lost the catch. Like, he's he's him, bro. And we like you said, Rashad White's having a decent year. Chase Edmonds had a decent game against the Falcons. I'd like to see him more involved. Only 29 um, carries on the year for 95 yards. No touchdowns or anything like that. But Baker Mayfield actually 13, excuse me, 49 carries, 154 yards. Um, a long of 31. One big play, which was that, and then a touchdown. Um, he's averaging 11.8 rushing yards a game. So if you're betting on that, you know, maybe take that bet for the over. If there's like a three-yard par- parlay or something. But he's had three fumbles. Um, so I don't know how many of those he was lost. But another thing I did write down was Winfield Pro Bowl. I, I think he, All he, pro. Yeah, he's been playing lights out back there by himself pretty much with no assistance. So, I mean, props to him. Um, and... We do, like I said, we do have a decent front four, bro, but we do have inconsistency with our pass rush. We don't have the sack numbers that you'd like to see. Um, we do get the pressures and stuff like that. Vita Vea is always going to be a guy. He struggled with a little bit of injury throughout the year. But we talked about Kalijah Kansi being a good youth injection into that yeah. trench. But I want to see them maybe go for another edge rusher I agree. or defensive tackle. Maybe spend some money to bring one in, an edge rusher. This, obviously, the drafting lately hasn't been great for the edge rushers yeah. for the Bucks recently. So maybe just spend that money. Get Maybe just cut cut, cut ties with Shaq Barrett. He's getting up there in age now. Um, yeah, just spend some money. Bring in, bring in a guy that's quality, you know. Maybe tackle that in free agency, draft a corner I'd, high. I'd still even draft an edge rusher, too, because you, know, you can never have too many. Yeah, that's true. In the fifth or fourth. Definitely got to invest in some secondary. But they already have. That's the thing. It's like Colin Davis is signed long-term. Jamel Dean signed long-term. It's not panning out. Like, one of those guys might have to to go to to alleviate some cap space. I think Jamel just got re-signed last offseason. Yeah, he he? did. I know. Four-year deal. Yeah. That's that's a bad free agency signing. And one thing that you got to look out for is obviously, like, our cap space. You know, and we're not looking, you know... Going into this season, this off season, we didn't look too good, but especially after Brady leaving, a bunch of guys left. But we had to like kind of reintroduce some guys and re-sign now players. Now what do you do with Baker? Do you give him an extension? Like, I I think we do. Um, at this point, I think Baker does. He's played himself into a contract. If, do I, we we discussed this we we discussed this off camera like, I think last week or something like that. It was like compared to what I I would give him a deal based on what Jimmy G got this off season. Jimmy G got three years, 72 mil, something like that. I would give Baker something like that. I think that's fair. Yeah. With an out after a year, uh, after the first season, or so whatever Geno got, something like that. Nothing to break the bank. You're not signing this guy to 40 plus million dollars a year. No. If you can get him for 20, 25, I, that's fine. That's a win. For Baker, for what, he's, for, for what he is doing this year with, with the amount of backups that have been playing, you, you some teams would die for Baker Mayfield right now. Yeah. They absolutely would. Like, the fucking. The Seahawks, the Bengals, the, you know, there's so many, the fucking, yeah, those in particular. I know Joe Flacco's been playing good, but the Browns, they'd die for Baker right now. Yeah, especially three weeks ago, but 
I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I do agree he has played in into a contract. I think that he is worth somewhere, it. somewhere for sure, somewhere for sure. But I think honestly, he fits Tampa. I he think does. you can build a team around him that can compete. Maybe not ever win a Super Bowl, but, but you never know. Be the bridge guy. He could be the bridge guy, but he also is a number one overall pick, and you know he was scouted that for a reason. So there is something there, like mm-hmm. that you know maybe that could still be untouched or like genuinely developed. So. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He is having a really solid season for himself, and I know he uh, recently found out he was a father, so that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Good for him. Um, but just overall, this is uh, up to this point. These are been this has been our thought process and our thoughts on the Bucks and uh, who do they play going into Week 15? Let me just find that out real fast. They be at Green Bay. Ooh. Yeah, they're gonna. That's be, a telling game. They're gonna be in Lambeau, and that's, that's playoff implications right there. Let's talk about that real quick because Both six and seven. We're gonna talk about Green Bay extensively in the New York Giants episode that we're gonna have coming out probably in a day or so after this one. If you're listening to this now, um, which will probably be on the 12th of December, um, the Packers coming off of a nice win streak and then a big loss to the New York Football Giants on Monday Night Football. Two upsets. Uh, like you said, the, the Dolphins just lost to the Titans. But I will say this. The Bucks have a chance to win this game based on based on what just happened they do. with the New York Football Giants. Because if the Giants can beat them, then so can the Bucks, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because they have an equally as good roster, if not a little better. Not as good of a coach. But I, I do believe that there is a chance for the Bucks to go into Lambeau on a 1 o'clock game and actually deliver. They've played well in that time slot. I think Baker, you know, they need to win this game. They, they, they have to. I know they played inside. They have they, to win every game the rest of the season. Y- yes, and especially the divisional games. Their last two, yeah. But Oof. going back to Lambo here, you got to think about obviously weather implications in December. How is a Tampa team going to play up there? But you also got to take into consideration Baker did travel to Minneapolis. I know it's a dome, but they did make that travel and win. And, and that was the first week of the season. That was a good win for them. And like you said, the Bucks have been pretty have been pretty good on the road. So. They, they've lost. I mean, look at their record here, and we'll go over it. They beat Minnesota. On the road. They beat Chicago. At home. Lost at home to Philly. Dominated they, New Orleans yeah. on the road. They lost to, at home to Detroit. And Atlanta. And Atlanta. And then at Buffalo, at Houston, Which, both lost. Yeah, like Houston lost, we already know about yeah, that one. Absolutely. Tennessee, they won at home. Then two L's on the road. Okay, so they're not uh, mixing up here and there. They did. This is at Carolina, right? No, at home they beat Carolina. Yeah. At Atlanta, they did win that game. So I think up and down. You know, looking at that again, maybe losing a little confidence in their away. But like their away games, they've been close. Like that Houston yeah. game was close. The Buffalo game. That was close too at, close, at the end. They weren't really in it the whole game. Yes, I agree. But and then also that Falcons game at home, they should have won that. But they did beat Minnesota at Minnesota. They dominated New Orleans. They should sweep New Orleans this year, especially at home and at Week 17. They should go to Carolina, win that game. Carolina's going to look for the upset. They got it. They're going to look for the upset there. That's a trap game. It is. Week 18 is a trap game for the Buccaneers at Carolina. Look on your books. Why for is that. every game in Week 18 to be determined? Every game doesn't have time. Um, because they're... They want to put playoff implications. You games. saw last year with the Lions how they were flexing games. They yeah. they literally were asking fans, what game should we flex? Because ah, there are actual okay. like playoff implication games yeah. that they should move to primetime 
but those aren't determined yet so that's because smart. of standings. That's smart. It is. I like that. And yeah. they should honestly do it for the final three weeks. I agree. But it, that's something that's probably a lot of logistical work. Yeah. But I, I like... I like their chances. I like the Bucks' chances. Going to Green Bay, I think they have a chance. I think they have a chance. Go And then going back home to Jacksonville, based on how they've been playing, they have a chance. They have a no, chance. That'll be a tough one, but they do have a chance. And then staying home against New Orleans, that's, that's a win. A very winnable game. That's a, I think that's a win. I, I can safely, just based on New Orleans and what they've been doing, I don't have faith in them, bro. I don't have faith in Dennis Allen. And then going to Carolina to close out the season, that, I know the Carolina's not even a... a like a pro team, but that is the thing that's like catching my eye the most. Cause like, that's a trap game. That's a script trap game. Like I'm worried about that for the, for, for the bucks. So what are your thoughts? This, while we're at this, I want to talk about this at green Bay next week. Matt LaFleur is now 16 and one after their loss to the, to my giants about 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, whatever it was. Um, Matt LaFleur is now 16 and one in December. And it's in Green Bay, so I, I think that's going to be a loss. Okay. Jacksonville, I think that's going to be a loss as well. Oh. But the last two games, I think they can win. That'll put them at 8-9. and nine. So, you know what? Why don't we look at the Falcons' schedule real quick, see what they're working with, and then the Saints as well. I, don't, I, don't, I, this is, this is, I don't know, man. So, the Falcons... Oh, they have an easier schedule. Yeah, they play Carolina in Carolina. It's probably a win. Indianapolis, I, that's that could be a win. I actually like Indy though. Indy's not Indy's. Uh, Chicago's next week in Chicago. Chicago's kind of rolling right now. They are. So. And then week eighteen at New Orleans. That's that's probably gonna be the game to determine the playoffs. Ah, oh, that's so. In- uh, how's this gonna end? How will it end? That is a good Let's New Orleans schedule. New Orleans schedule, which I don't think they're like. I think they're gonna be out of it next I, week. I agree. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to click on stats. Excuse me. Schedule. So New Orleans remains. Okay, they play us next week. <laughs> so we got to beat them. The Giants. And then at Rams, at Tampa. So the, the, their last two games. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end the last two weeks for this for, division. For, for the NFC South, it is going to come last down to week 17 and 18 to determine who's going to probably clinch the division and also, excuse me, and also get into the playoffs. Like who's that second team that might sneak in? They play us next week and then Thursday night at, at – um, Rams, so who knows what that's? That's Thursday night's always wacky. Yeah, so I think the Rams of, that, that of the end of championship with the penalty that they didn't call. True, so play of that. So it's in the world. It's in uh, L.A. this time, but man, uh, there's no way to tell right now. No, there's not. I mean, I think they're the worst of the, of the Falcons and Bucks, but yeah, the, they play them both. So the, yeah, it's yeah the, the the interesting thing is can the Saints. Go they have, to they Tampa. have to beat us at, at least next week. Yeah, they would have to beat the Giants, which I don't think they're going to be able to do based on Danny DeVito just going on that trend. Two yeah. in a row. I mean, eight touchdowns, three picks in three games. He's having a good good stretch here. I think he's going to continue that. But then the Rams in prime time, Sean McVay is going to outcoach uh, Dennis yeah. Allen. And then Tampa in Tampa. We'll uh, that's we'll a see. tough game. The more I talk about that. They might go 0-4. <laughs> they might. They may six lose that. Or 6-11. There's a, that's a high possibility. Who knows? Honestly, who knows? You don't. So they 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 gotta take this one game at a time. They gotta beat us next week. And we we have to beat them if we want to be in it. Which we'll get into that. We'll definitely get Giants, into that. But. but yeah, no, that's that's an interesting, that's an interesting look, to see um, to see what this division is and where it's at. But 
I think this is a perfect place to wrap it up. Everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning into our Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I guess, season coverage, I'll call it. I, I would say mid-season. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's mid-season, but it's for, for most teams. It's last stretch here. It's the last stretch, yeah. but in terms of like the postseason included, yeah. and obviously the Super Bowl, I would say like around here is like mid-season, mid-NFL yeah. season. Um, but regular season-wise... You know, we've kind of come a long way. But the Bucks, they look good. If you're a Buccaneers fan, if you're a Tampa Bay native, Just definitely pray for the next couple wins. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure and you're make sure you're tuning in and get to those games, show some love to this team. They're fighting hard every week. But everyone out there, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Reports. Follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter slash X, TikTok, Threads, our visit our website, teatimereports.com. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tea Time Reports. It's greatly appreciated for all the support. Logan, thanks for hopping on, brother. Everyone out there, take care. Stay awake. Peace.